Hello and welcome back to the Sparkles and Rhinestones pageant podcast. I'm your host Hannah Golding, the founder of Sparkles and Rhinestones and today we are going to be talking about something that is really discussed within pageantry um, from contestants themselves, coaches, directors uh, to the fans that are on many many Facebook forums. Um, we are talking of course about the pageant body. So this is a topic that I've been discussing at length on my pageant Instagram, uh, where I talk about all my pageant stuff. Um, and I actually did a survey of 100 UK pageant girls um, to find out what they felt like competing with their body, what they had done to compete, um, and how we can make pageants more size inclusive. Because so many people will not enter pageants because they feel like they don't have the right body type. Um, and I get this comment all the time. I had another one yesterday on my TikTok, um, on my crowning video that was on there um, from last year. And they're like, oh, so big girls are allowed to compete? And it's like, yes, we are. And you can compete in a pageant that doesn't define you by your like your size because that's what curve pageants do you have to be a certain size to compete but this girl didn't know that there were even curve pageants that she could have the option she was just told that she was too big to enter um and this is why I do what I do and why we should always speak up and I'm, I'm going to discuss more about this later um, but today we're going to be talking about the pageant body, um, talking about the results. So I'm going to be discussing the results um, of the survey. Now, there are some that have been published already. I mean, well, it's all been published already um, and some comments, but we're going to be like dissecting it a little bit more. Um, I do want to put a trick of warning for those who may um, be at the moment uh, not winning the battle with the eating disorder because um, this could trigger but I also think it will be quite helpful. Um, but that's not my place to say because we are going to be talking about positive things. But there will be negative comments to dissect and to build from. Um, I'd say also if you're feeling particular, particularly unhappy um, in your body dysmorphia phase. Um, and when I say phase, obviously, because if you suffer from body dysmorphia, there's going to be so many different elements. And it's the same with any body journey, you know. There may be times where you're feeling disgusted with yourself and other times where you're feeling like, yes, like I'm the best. Um, it's it's a horrible roller coaster to be on. Um, so I would avoid listening if you're not feeling particularly comfortable at the moment and maybe come back when you're a bit stronger. Um, and as I said, we don't really do this on the podcast, but the podcast is here to be transparent and open and to discuss all parts of pageantry, the good and the bad. Um, you know, we discuss some of these in, you know, the red flags of pageantry, um, about coaches telling their clients to lose weight or, you know, if a director says that, or if the, um, pageant is affiliated with weight loss products, you know, like the, like the shakes and the pills. Um, now, before I get into anything, this doesn't mean that if your um, finals, like if your director as part of their prize gives you uh, an exercise program or like access to a personal trainer, that's not promoting 
like weight loss. And I want to tell you this why. People don't go to the gym just to lose weight. They go for a variety of reasons. And this is something we have to get out of the habit of thinking that the gym is the only place to lose weight. Because it's not. There are many other things. Um, but people go there for a variety of different reasons. And also, you know, there's <laughs> so much mental health benefits as well. Um, so you know, having that option, and with all these prizes, it's always an option, you don't have to take them, um, but let's get into this, so before we start discussing, there is a section in the handbook talking about should you want to, you know, lose weight or tone up, and when we say tone up, when you go to the gym, uh, a lot of people will avoid weight exercises because they don't want to be too and you, you're I'm doing the little the little bunny thing <laughs> you do with your fingers muscly and just like that's what toning is you're turning up your muscle like you know that's that's what toning is um I used to hate using the word tone up um when I was a PT uh but it was how we would know so yes with that, I am a qualified personal trainer. So I was a qualified personal trainer for a number of years. Um, I'm trying to think of how. I qualified in 2013. Um, I left the profession in 2018, at the end of 2018, um, because, of course, I gave birth to Penelope. I had some complications, so I couldn't go back at the same level. Um, however, I still have a lot of knowledge. I'm not a practicing PT. Um, but I do have all the relevant qualifications and additional qualifications that I have done. So I'm in a qualified position to talk about this. Um, so that's one thing <laughs> uh, to talk about when you're going into the gym, if you want to do that. But I'm going to say right now, uh, for pageantry... You do not need to lose weight to compete in pageants. I want we want to get out of that vicious cycle of you feel like you have to be a certain size, and that is because of the representation you see in pageants. If you are looking at competing in a final, you will find that most top pageants will not have a plus size representation. They may have it at regional level, or they won't have it at national level. Like they won't have. Uh, you know, Miss Universe, GB, Miss England, um, you know, uh, trying to think of the top one, Earth, uh, International, uh, they've never sent a plus-size girl, like, they've never been above, I'm going to say above a 12, correct me if I'm wrong, but never above a 12, all the internationals, they will not have that. There are, of course, other internationals within the pageant industry that have had plus size winners, myself included. Um, but when you talk about like the top four, top five, top six, there won't. You know, there's even in one of the top pageants that begins with a G. Um, you know, <laughs> saying it so I don't get blamed, but it's in there. It's on their website. One of the um, criteria they're judging on is body. Uh, it's like beauty, body, and something else um, that I can't remember off the top of my head. But you have to have like a certain body type. And and that there is where you start encouraging where you have to be a certain size. But my 
my advice, my question to you actually is why would you want to enter a pageant system that doesn't celebrate you for being you? That you have to change your whole being to fit into that criteria. To me, that's not worth it. It may be your dream to always be to be that title holder. But life sometimes gets in our way. Our body genetics sometimes get in the way, you know. I never wished that I had PCOS. That's not that was not on my body list or RBS. Not on my list to do. However, I have it, and there are things that this condition does to my body which I have no control over um you know well there there are some bits I can control but there are bits that are out of my control like I cannot help my genetic makeup you know it's the same as some people like I'm going to I'll use myself as an example as well like I've always been a pear shape um I used to get made fun of when I was younger for having a big bum um, even though like Shakira and JLo were like really popular at that time um, but because you know I had a pear shape but I was to quote the kids as flat as an iron board um, you know of course my body caught up but I still was oh I still have always been a pear shape like regardless even when I was at my skinniest you know when I dangerously lost a lot of weight from the heartbreak diet always fun um, that's not a recommended one at all. <laughs> I don't recommend any diets, to be honest. Um, it's a healthy lifestyle change, but we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, but I still had a large derriere. Like, that is my body type. I can't help that. And if there is a pageant system that is telling me that I can't compete because of that, like, I, what am I going to do? Surgery? No. That's not right. So, although you don't see... This is it said we see them at regional level. Um I don't say to not enter that system because if you want to be the change that people want to see, um, it's just when you get to internationals, there will be a backlash. The fans are disgusting, they troll everything. Um so it's like being prepared for that. And it's not something that we should have to prepare for, however, it is what happens. So if your pageant is asking you to change straight away, don't enter that system. If you want to be that change, you know, you can enter it as many times as you want to. But it's also coming with the reality of, you know, am I trying to fit them or should they be accepting of me? Um, I know <laughs> what I've talked about is very contradictory. I'm saying, like, don't enter if they don't accept you, but also, like, break the mould. Um, I do feel that there are some pageants that, at national level are really accepting of body diversity but then when it goes to internationals it's a different ball game but it depends you know it's that national title was that the one you wanted you know it's great to compete internationals but you know you're making a statement there's there's so many levels to it um but I'm gonna say now you should never change yourself just because a pageant says so the same with a coach so Let's go with the question I put first was, have you ever been put off a pageant because of your size? And 61.3% said yes. Um, 25.5% said no. And 13.2% hadn't thought about it. So the majority is a high level, over 60% have been put off competing in a pageant because of their size. 
So how can we change this? Um, and how I said back to when I was interviewed um, about a week ago now, it's having that visual rep- that visual representation, seeing your body type represented um, on stage, in the photos, in the queens. Um, now, we can't say that there has to be, because this goes into when we were talking about the pee and pageantry last year, and we were saying about tokenism, you know, about we don't want to be, like, winning just because we're, we're big. Like, it's the same with, you know, you're not winning just because you have a different skin tone or they're trying to check a diversity list, which is what a lot of trolls send. You know, you should be winning because it's you, like, what you did, what you put out there. Like, that is why you won. Um, But it's a shame that so many have been put off. And it's always asking that question, you know, how can we change this? Um, Now, the next question was, have you been told to lose or gain weight? So I wanted to make sure that it was not just losing weight. Um, To compete in a competition, uh, uh, 10.4% said yes. Um, So if I break it down, there's actually 11 people who said that they were told by a coach or a director to lose weight to compete. Um, 12.3% by friends or pageant girls. Uh, 47.2% said never, which is great. And then 30.2% said no, but it was implied. Um, so with this, if a director or a coach is telling you to lose weight, a director should never do that because it is insinuating that their pageant only accepts a certain body type or gain weight. Um, like, you know, we're going on both sides of the scale. If a coach is telling you that, most coaches aren't affiliated with uh, a system. So they are, so for myself, you know, there are, you know, we might sponsor some pageants, uh, but we're not in, we don't have the judging criteria. We're not a part of that. We haven't said to them, this is the judging, the judging criteria that you need to have. Um, so if <laughs> If a coach is telling you to lose weight, tell them to F off. Like, why is there, why is your weight their concern? Um, and call it out. I know there's not, um, it's very hard because we always find when something happens to us, uh, and I've been reading a lot recently about, um, you know, like call out culture and the massive defense of some people as well, you know, I went with this person and they never said that to me. It it still doesn't invalidate, like, it shouldn't invalidate this person's experience because they've gone through it. You may not have experienced it, but someone else might have, you know? So you have to see both sides of the coin here. I really wish that more people would call out the trainers that do this. Um, I know there were girls who had been uh, competing and had, you know, an American coach, and were told they had to lose weight. I have talked about this in discussions, there's not a survey, but from the results of the survey, I have had American pageant queens tell me that they were told to lose weight by their coach, that they were told in feedback um, to lose weight, you know, right in front of their faces. And 
my question to those people is how does weight affect your ability as a title holder because let's be honest as a queen you're not being physically active are you like you're going to go to events lots of events you might do charity work and community work you're not being expected to run marathons every week are you you're not expected to be climbing mountains you might do a physical challenge a couple of times in your year um but you're not being told like it's not a very physical role as in like the toll on the body I mean yes wearing heels for a whole day can literally take you out but that's not always size you can be a slender figure and your feet can still kill because it's that strength and that's why we're going to the gym and we all discuss this um but yeah it's not a physical role so why are we being told that we have to lose weight um you know, especially if there's a swimwear portion, is there on the judging criteria? And this is why my call is, especially with the pageant diversity pledge, um, and it's something I want to do is interview a lot of different um, directors as well. And that's on top of the many things I want to do this year, (laughs) is I want to know what their judging criteria is, if they could be more transparent with that. What are you judging us on? Because I think that's important for us as contestants to know what we are being judged on. What is the judging criteria for swimwear? Does it say good physique? Because then that would be questionable, you know. What What is that definition of why we should lose weight for the system? You know? Um, that's the questions that I want to know. And it's one of the reasons why, yeah, I do want to get directors in. Because if a director is telling you that, this is not the right system for you. A director says that, because, you know, like, they accepted you. They accepted you as a finalist. So if they didn't like your look, they shouldn't have accepted you. And this is where that whole application process and why most pageants will have a headshot and a full body shot. Um, they know then straight away what body type you are. You know? They know then. They can say, sorry, you're not, you know, we haven't accepted you as a finalist. If they have accepted you, then they have no right to say the stuff that they have said and the coaches have no right to say that at all I have never told any of my clients to lose weight the only thing and I've said this before the only thing I have said to a couple of clients when walk coaching is because of their posture and that's not weight because of their posture they could do with benefiting from some of these certain exercises and stretches. So I can give you that information because that is qualified information that I have done through several years of being a personal trainer. I've got the certificate somewhere, they're up there. (laughs) You know, it's so for that is to help your posture i'm not gonna put a stick behind your arm and make you walk with books on your head i'm not gonna you know whip you into shape doing that um that's really old school (laughs) i've done i've walked around with a book on my head before like it's just you know sometimes you don't know how to engage your core and when i say core it's not just your stomach it's like the whole core like front and back and that's what helps with posture to help you slouching that doesn't mean that you have to like posture is for every size um that's not about losing weight at all it's about you know trying to stand taller and then of course we have to take into account different body conditions and types where it might be you know scoliosis is you know there is a natural curvation of the spine um 
and this is where we let the judges know. Um, but coaches, call it out. Please call it out. I want to know, everyone should know, to not work with someone if they are telling you that you need to lose weight, you need to go on a diet, you need to eat cotton balls, you need to, um, you know, get plastic surgery, Botox. Like, why are we telling young girls to get Botox? What? Why should someone be getting plastic surgery? Now, as I say as many times before, what you do with your body is your own choice. If you want to take these injections and if you want to go through surgery, that is your prerogative. And I trust that you've done your research, you know, and you've come, you know, you've come to that conclusion. It's the same with weight loss surgery. Um, Because there is a comment on here um, that so many plus size girls are getting, I think it's called Batrix surgery. It's not the end. Um, let me get it. Yeah, so that's the surgery that, you know, a few pageant girls have got, plus size pageant girls. Um, and this is where we come from, like, the body positivity, body um, acceptance thing. Um, I've actually, um, I actually qualified for that surgery um, because of my back condition and my size. <laughs> um, however, I've done my research and, you know, it, it's not something that I want to do, um, especially, like, long term. Um, however, we shouldn't be shamed into doing it. Um, if we have done it, we shouldn't be shamed if it's not. Um, you know, what you do to your body is your choice. And that's what we always advocate for, your choice. But it shouldn't be because someone's told you to do it. You know? Even medical professionals um, are not that educated with some stuff. Um, but... Directors and coaches, no. Friends and pageant girls. A lot of pageant girls seem to be experts on a lot of things. Saying that as someone who's a pageant girl and just has her own podcast right now. Um, I don't trust some opinions that some people do be, uh, say and some of the advice that they give because it's trash. I'm completely honest. Some of it's trash. Some of it's really detrimental to pageantry. Um, you know, some people who are giving out, um, you know, eating plans and nutritional plans when they're not qualified. Um, you know, that's happened a long time ago and, you know, it might still happen. You know, people who are giving out exercise programs who aren't qualified personal trainers. Um, you know, it doesn't, I'm going to be honest, it doesn't take too long to be qualified when you can do it online. Um, but I mean, I did mine in person and did it through several weeks. Um, because you want to know, there's no point of doing it online and and not covering half the stuff. And when you are a PT, you're constantly learning and constantly trying to improve yourself. You know, it's why I did additional qualifications, different additional classes. You know, learning about different nutritions, um, all the things like conditions, rehabilitation. Like, there's a lot of stuff, and it's you know the the fun ironic part is that I have to now rehabilitate myself. Um, but, you know, a pageant girl telling you this, you know, it, it, sometimes it comes from a good place, but other times not. So if a pageant girl tells you you need to lose weight for a system, don't talk to a pageant girl anymore. <laughs> it's as simple as that. Um, so the next question was, have you tried a diet or exercise plan? Uh, so 62% had a combination of both. 9.4% um, was diet. Um six so 5.7 so that's six people answered yes for exercise um 10 percent said they kept their routine and 
12.3%, so they didn't feel the need to. Okay, so if you are looking to change um, parts about your body, so whether you might want to tone up, um, if you want to lose dress sizes, you have to do it in a healthy way. Um, a lot of people do crash diets, a lot of people do shakes and pills, or, you know, there was those ones where you go on, like, soups and shakes, and then you, like, introduce one full meal, um, these are not good, (laughs) so what happens is, you know, as you get older, especially for women, our metabolism slows down, of all people, and these diets actually are harder and harder to maintain there's actually a really good article and i said i can't send you these but i mean i can find the links um if you want to talk and discuss about it but they're saying that diets like the keto diet for example was actually made for a man a lot of these diets are um because it didn't take into account your your menstrual cycle didn't take into account you know different body compositions there's so many different things that we don't factor into this. It's the same as when there are certain, um, I'm going to say lifestyle brands, I guess. They are weight loss, they are weight loss brands where they do points and sins and, you know, there's no nutritional value um, in these. And I say that because how can pasta be free? Is that, is that what it is? I'm not well versed on them, but so many people said like, yeah, I can eat all of this that I want. I can have all of this. At the end of the day, the safest way to lose weight, take out health conditions because this will be invalid. Um, you know, for myself, I have PCOS, so it, you know, it's very hard to regulate. I can reduce my calorie intake. Um, you should have a healthy healthy calorie deficit uh between 250 to 500 is the max um but your body naturally needs um and you can work it out it's called your basal metabolic rate uh to be b b m r um you can work out how many calories your body actually needs um so, you know, you put into account, like, how much activity you're doing weekly. Um, it takes, I think it takes your weight and your height. Um, so, as you know, it's, like, what body type you are. It's not working out your, it's not working out your BMI. And BMI is a completely flawed system, but we won't go into that. We haven't got time. <laughs> um, but you can work out how much your body needs to function and how much of activity. Because if you're doing more activity, you need more calories. You know, that's why you have food, food with calories. You know, that's your energy. It converts it into energy. Uh, I'm not going to get scientific because my brain can't remember it. Um, but, like, I know for me, my body needs, like, 1,000... I think it's 1,600 or 1,700. I haven't worked out in a while. Just for my vital organs to work. So, if I was just laying in bed doing nothing, that's how many calories I would need for my body to function you know, because the recommended 2000 does, it's just an average, um, it doesn't take into account a lot of things, so if that's what you're looking for, that's how you can work it out, as well as that, you need an exercise program, um, now, with the exercise, it's not just, you need it to lose weight or to gain weight, 
um, it's more about strength. So if you're wearing heels for a long time, you're gonna want you're gonna want strength in your calves. Um, you're gonna want strength in your you know in your legs. And for a woman, it is a lot easier for us to gain muscle in these areas. Um, our lower body is uh, a lot easier to work out than our upper body. Vice versa of men. That's why not men skip leg day. Um, that's <laughs> that's a true fact. Um, I don't know. That's just gym culture that says that. Um, but a lot of people, like uh, males, will notice there be more muscle build on their upper bodies. They're more likely to continue that. The same with women. Um, our lower body is easier to build. Um, so if you're wanting, like, if you're going to an internationals, for example, and there's a lot of every day wearing heels you're going to want to strengthen your legs. Um, you're also going to want to stretch. Hence why I always talk about foam rollers and myofascial balls because um, they are so good, especially if you're feeling stiff after rehearsals. Even like three-day finals here in the UK, you know, get a foam roller, get a myofascial ball. If you can't get that, you get a tennis ball. And it's basically to get like those pressure points in your body um, to release it so it's not so stiff nice hot bath, all of that, um, but you want to make sure that if you're going to the gym, seek a professional, not everyone can afford a personal trainer, that is absolutely true, however, um, there are some gyms, so I'm going to go from my experience, when I used to work at Nuffield, we used to have a three month, like, program you can create, um, for the, um, customers, so you used to have a health check, which we would, in, we would, we would administer, um, so we'd work out everything, then we'd have, you know, if they were a new, it'd be an induction to the gym, and then it'd be a workout program, and every three months, they would come to us and refresh it, not all the time, <laughs> some would go and have personal training, some wouldn't, some would go to classes, Um, you know, it's everyone has different needs, and that's why when it comes to exercising, you know, it, you need to have different options, not everyone wants to be um, not everyone can run outside, for example, you know, different elements, um, I found in the winter when I used to run, uh, my asthma would be triggered, so I would go on a treadmill, and I found I enjoyed biking a lot easier, so even now, I can bike for a long time, because, um, you know, that's what I'm, I'm, I'm built for, <laughs> it's, you know, it's, it, it's what I love doing. It's something that you enjoy, you know. That's why I, I did hula hooping. And not the hoops you can get on TikTok now, which look really cool. Um, but I have the actual hoop. Um, like an actual weighted hoop. And that was really good for me. That suited me. Others would want more high impact. Um, others would want more weight-based. Um, as in weight training. Um, so always seek a professional. If you are going to do this, please don't do it. We always say three months is an ideal time um, for like to make a change. However, I always say three months is great to, to prepare for a pageant. But if you're getting your outfits at the start of the three months, when it comes to you like two weeks before and you find out your dresses are too big for you or too small for you, you have to then search for new gowns or try and get them let out or, you know, add a corset to the back or you're, you're trying to find different wear. So always six months is a good thing. So you have three months without change, then you can have your measurements and then you maintain. So when there are people that said, you know, that they kept their routine, that's what it is, you're maintaining. Um, and <laughs> I don't know where the direction of this podcast is going, but I think it's just great to talk about, 
you know, if you are going to go to the gym and you, and you want to do this, it, there are better ways. Starving yourself only makes it worse um, because your body is clinging on um, to what food you do give it. Um, I can't give you advice about eating disorders and that. That's, that's way above my pay bracket and there are many great charities like Beat um, who do have great resources, also, also Mind do have some great resources as well, and go to your doctor. Your doctor is not always going to be the best person to talk to. <clears throat> we all talk about medical stuff, like, yeah, go to your doctor. Sometimes it's really hard. I know myself, <laughs> especially as a big woman, you know, like, it's so hard sometimes. Um, but seek a professional and also if you don't like a personal trainer get a new one um sometimes it might benefit that you do online coaching um you might need to check in there are millions of good apps now but the reason i say a pt or someone who can do you know a fitness instructor because you know i knew at, like best gyms for example um and virgin gyms i don't know if there's any other ones because sometimes you'll have gyms that will just have um like self-employed pts um, and others they are employed by the gyms themselves and they have like set hours um, but having that talk you know with a professional because it might be you know you might have high blood pressure which means there are certain exercises that you can't do um, and you have to adapt to that you could have an injury you could have you know like there's so many things which is why it's really important rather than saying you know like if your coach decides to give you all these exercises to do it's like but are you qualified <clears throat> And this is why having a set pageant, like, pageant exercise program, pageant weight loss, like, I used to write articles um, in a pageant magazine about, like, the best overall exercises to do, but then that's, like, an overall consensus. You have to, like, everybody is different. Everybody is different. So when the when they said yes to diets, we have a lot of, yeah, calorie deficit, similar Weight Watchers, Shakes and Peels, um, someone had shapewear padding in a corset. Someone didn't eat five days before and only drank water. So, um, this is something that I really wanted to highlight as well. Oh, sugar detox. Um, okay. PT diet, but also tried Herbalife. Um, so when it comes to, you have to think your body needs that energy. If you're just giving your body water especially if you're competing at international and this is why if you're dieting to an extreme when you're competing at internationals you're going to be surrounded by food this is you're going to be have high high like i can't even think of the word it's going to be high pressured so much stuff to do loads of rehearsals loads of walking um you need more than water you need more than water i hate this like just be healthy no junk um it's uh interesting now the reason i say this is because a lot of attitude people are like just cut out rubbish um no it sends me cut out junk um now what do you define as junk for example uh but also this is where things like you know like the cheat days and cheat meals this is what puts the emphasis on like there are things that you shouldn't have to do and why so many people fail at having diets um because <laughs> it's not sustainable you shouldn't see food as the enemy but you should have a balanced diet um could my diet be improved yes there are some things that i need to improve on some of that's psychological so that's a whole other ball game um 
But, you know, I don't want to see a bar of chocolate at the end of me. The same as, you know, I don't want like, oh, I'm eating vegetables again. Like, you have to see a balance. Um, so that's why I hate, like, pageant diets. Like, you have to do this. We don't have it much in the UK, but it is a lot in America. Um, so do you feel the pressure to be a certain size? Yes, was... 59%. No was 22%, but then there were options to write individuals. So a lot of the times it was dependent on the system. Um, a lot. They said that it's proof to be, there's proof that a curvy girl can win. Um, but I said, we're not just talking about plus size and, and slender. Um, you're not tiny, or since you're too fat. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of muscular size. So, you know, the pageants are size inclusive, 43% said, um, slightly agree, 17 with Neva, uh, agree or disagree, somewhat disagree was 18, disagree was 6%, um, yes was 14%. Obviously, there's points in there as well, but we're not going to go that Um so I'm going to go through some of the comments. So there's a lot of things just talking about curve pageants. So if you're a curvy girl and you want to compete, there is, and I'm going to say it, there is a safer option. Um, it does not mean, and I want to stress this so much, um, it does not mean that that invalidates your win as a curve queen. It just means that you're being in a division that is about your size. Um, you know, for a lot of us, we don't want to be defined by our size. But but that is defining your size, um, you know, and I really feel that it's great to have these pageantry as it is a gateway. And I know I got told off by that last time by someone who's like, it's not a gateway. And I will say it is because a lot of plus size girls don't think they're good enough for a mainstream pageant and they don't know that they can enter. That's a big thing. They don't know that they're allowed. <laughs> so many comments like, oh, do they? Do they accept plus size girls? Like, what? Um, you know, like, especially as, you know, throughout the years, there, there were size limits. There were size limits that were advertised. Um, you won't remember it now, but there were. <laughs> I have seen the advertisements uh, for some of these. And with that knowing that they can compete in a pageant that celebrates their body type, they're going to enter. When they enter and start doing appearances and meeting other pageant girls, they find out this amazing world that there are all different sizes. Um, and that's why it is a gateway. Um, and a lot of these comments just say that there shouldn't be a category. And you'll think, yes, <laughs> there shouldn't. That's what Hannah thinks. No, I feel like there always should be that option. The same with petite the same with cultural pageants the same with you know mrs pageants that aren't connected to like a main um pageant system there should always be the option we should always have choice you know not everyone wants to be you know thrust into the limelight and be that spokesperson because that's what's happened to a lot of us plus size girls when we've competed you know we're kind of the example look at um, Kat, when she won Miss GB, she was the first plus size winner um, in their whole history. Uh, not just, a bit of, of course, she's a Miss, but that's still in the whole history, she was the first plus size woman. 
um, and that drew a lot of media attention. The same with myself when, um, well, even before I won with the being pageantry. And there was a lot of discussions about that. Um, and it's even now, you know, with Caitlin, who's talking about being a, a curve winner. There's still a lot of discussions to say that we shouldn't be um, divided. And, you know, there should only be one. But I do feel like... It's, it is having that choice. Um, but I do understand the sentiment of saying that they don't need their own category because we're all on a level field. Um, but 100%, um, it should be open to all because this is not just plus size women and this is another one uh, where it's talking about um, size as in... Um, muscles and definition like that um says here having things like figure as a judging criteria should be removed yes that should be 100 percent, and this is why we need to you know discuss and talk about this and this is why pageants should have more transparency um for their judging panel it's the same with judges as well like i did actually say this that um it was a discussion we had under the post that pageant judges uh, should kind of be screened first so they meet your uh, vision of your pageant because there are some old school pageants who are very um, fat phobic and very racist. Uh, they have a stereotype of a pageant uh, winner in their head um, and that's what they judge to, um, which is... Not great, the same as height. Um, but yeah, so a lot of representation is basically a lot of things to make it more size inclusive is representation, uh, pageant, score sheets. Uh, I'd love to know what you guys think when you're listening. Um, but yeah, judges, adverts, um, completely diverse range. Now, this is what I'm going to say with this is you can't be the change... Um, you can't make, you can't expect change without making change. That's what I'm trying to say. Uh, so <laughs> I'm like, what? Yeah, you can't be the change without making change. Um, if you don't see that body type represented or that skin type representation, or that, you know, that heritage or, you know, your sexual orientation, for example, um, if you don't see that represented in that pageant, do it, you know, um, that is how it's, you're going to create that change small ripples can create the biggest waves um and with that it's just it's just you shouldn't have to expect that you're being accommodated when like it should be the norm for everyone to be on the same level playing field um but I always think that we always feel like we have to be a certain type it's the same way as um what we feel a pageant queen should be. So what should they be doing? Um, I'm going to finish this survey with uh, 75.2%. So sometimes they feel good, sometimes not so good about their body. With only 3.8% um, love their body. Now, closing the laptop and having some discussions now with that. Um, so, yeah, we have to kind of get out of that mindset of we have to look a certain way we have to act a certain way um and this is the whole reason why my pageant platform is usual pageant voice because we, there needs to be sometimes 
need to speak out. You shouldn't feel um, at risk of losing your title or, you know, losing the chances of having a title by talking about some of the experiences you've had. When you compete in a pageant, if you do want to change your body, um, because as I said, it's your choice. If you want to work and feel better on yourself, we have to also get out of that mindset. It's not just about you go to the gym to lose weight. Go to the gym for a number of things. It could be getting stronger. It could be feeling healthier. You know, just having a bit of physical exercise is so great for the body and mind. Um, But it shouldn't be because you're competing in a pageant. I really want to stress this. Lifestyle changes should be because of you, not just because you feel like you have to, to fit into a pageant mould. A pageant queen can be anything. Um, It can be anyone. And this is what I stress enough, and I hate that I always have to talk about, like, my representation as a plus-size girl and as a mum, because obviously that does come into it as well with pageant representation. Um, I can't speak on any other type but I will talk for others if needs be and I will promote that um because that's what I do um but I can obviously speak about my personal experience and I've been competing on both sides of the scale for pageantry so I know (laughs) about pageant expectations and that is why when I compete in a pageant when I research I do look at past winners um, well, I look at the ethos of the pageant, um, the motto, if they have one, if I need to speak to the director, I will, you know, as I said, the reason I chose UK's National Miss, um, as my next pageant after my internationals was because I knew that it was a chance to kind of create a legacy, um, to create that conversation of change and to celebrate all different body types. And yes, I didn't win first time, so I wasn't one of the first queens, um, but I'm still, I'm still in the making, I'm still a second, um, and obviously we had that first set, we're diverse, and then we're going on to the second set of queens, and we're all different, um, you know, different body types, different life experiences, you know, three of us are mums, and the Miss, Miz, and Classic, you know, so it is all about making that change for yourself, so I want to give my advice to you now. If you're thinking that you have to drastically change things about yourself, don't. There's always that whole question of, um, you know, if it doesn't take less than 10 seconds to fix, to not say something. Um, and you have to apply that to yourself. Like, what is a quick fix? Could it be changing the style of your dress? Because when we go into, like, when they're judging you on stage, they're judging you on, like, the fit of your outfit so not like how fit you are but does your outfit suit you so you know is it the right size because a lot of us will sometimes buy too small or it might be too big um it needs to fit in the right places it needs to suit your body type um you know your frame your skin tones like is it washing you out or is it complimenting you um and that's the things you need to consider and I will be doing an episode on the pageant wardrobe because I don't think I've actually done one um in this time I think you talked about shoes um but that would be something and if you have any questions or things that we need to talk about in there then please let me know um but yeah I feel that there's so much emphasis that, especially in January, new me, like, I'm going to make these resolutions. And I hear, like, the horrible and tragic stories sometimes of 
trying to get to a certain size. I knew myself, I said, my experience with body image is is one of acceptance because I said my body changed drastically after giving birth and I'm having to deal with a lot of different emotions and deal with my body change that some things that I can't change um but you know when I was younger I was trying to attain a body that wasn't in you know wasn't there like <laughs> I was always told that when I became a PT so I, I trained in 2013 but I was sponsored by a gym you know, so I got free a free personal trainer. So I knew the benefits. Um, and instead, I did get, I did lose weight, but I got very muscly up top. Um, you know, my back widened. <laughs> um, and that in turn made it difficult for some dresses. So this is why size is, you know, you shouldn't have to worry about, oh my God, my dress is a size 15. <laughs> a, a dress is a size 16, but I'm a 12. Um, it's the same as like usually with wedding dresses you have to size up um, for some reason I don't know why um, and there'll be some brands where you'll be that size um, but you might have to size up I have this all the time so I can get um, <laughs> my outfit for this weekend um, and I'll be wearing it to Galaxy as well so I have a size 24 on the top and I have a size 20 on the bottom However, I needed a size 18 for the outfit because it's still, it's still big. Um, they didn't have an 18 in stock and I really wanted the outfit. So there we go. So that was like obviously a, a top and a bottom. Like that's the drastic. And usually I have to size up on my bottom. So I usually get a 22 because of my bum. Um, and I can usually go for an 18 to 20 up top. I can fit in some 16s. Usually I go for 20 as my, as my size. So size is nothing. Um, if you feel like you've gained a size, and this is why I used to tell my clients as well, like when I was PTing, because I would say clients are with pageantry. I need to do the definition. Um, sometimes you might not change um, the weight on the scale. However, you might feel it more in your clothes. And that's what you need to go on rather than the weight on the scales. You need to go on, you know, how your body is feeling, you know, because you can lose inches from, you know, your waist, your hips, your arms, you know. Um, because one fun fact about pregnancy is it cha- can change a lot of your body features. We've seen the pregnancy nose trend on TikTok. Um, I actually gained a whole foot size from pad- uh, from being pregnant. Uh, and now it makes it difficult for me to find pageant heels because I am now technically an eight, but I'm a seven wide foot. Um, yeah, fun times of that. So going back to the pageant body, there should be no type of pageant body that wins titles. I am a true advocate for that with the crowns I have. Um, and there are many other amazing plus size women, many petite women, many muscular women who have taken those titles and have made waves in the pageant industry. I cannot speak for every pageant system in the world because we know that there are systems in America that are very fat phobic and transphobic and, you know, very particular and very old school in how they are. You know, some will, will label themselves more scholarship programs, 
where it's not about your looks, but somehow it still ends up to be your looks. There'll be some pageants that are very sexist still and think that you have to act a certain way in order to be a female. Um, there are lots of toxic fans from different countries. Um, I would say, especially, you'll see all the comments, like our former Miss Universe got disgusting comments and now they're going on to the owner of Miss Universe and it's very ironic that they preach to be kind after you know some of the tragedies that have happened and yet they still and do you know what was really ironic is people are allowed to comment this on Facebook but I can't put men are trash how ironic is that people can tell me to and uh all the other stuff, but yeah, I can't say that. So you will find you'll need a tougher skin if you go to internationals and you're not the stereotypical pageant body, but then even if you are, you'll still find hate somewhere. That's what fans are like. And no matter how much you try and argue, like trolls would be trolls. Um so remember that you should never change your body because a pageant asks you to a director, a coach, a pageant friend, in brackets, um, well, in quotation marks, I guess. Your own body is up to you. There are going to be times where you might not be your best friend, your body's best friend, and other times where you be loving life. It's, it's hard being a woman. I mean, I'm not just saying that, as in it's hard to be any gender, because every gender will face um body dysmorphia and you know the pressures that society has put on us but of course talking from a woman's standpoint and talking from pageantry which is predominantly women um you know it can be very difficult but please 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 don't feel like you can't enter a system because of your body you know make if a pageant comments on that air it out Please don't think it's going to go against you because it shouldn't. Because so many people, when I posted the anonymous things, are like, oh my God, we should name a shame, we should do this. Because then it, it does give a warning out to others. And of course, there are some pageants that have learned from it. And this is where statements should be made. And this is where transparency should be. Um, but the pageant body is whatever you want your body to be. If you're putting it on, just make sure that when you do pick your wardrobe, that you pick out outfits that, you know, help you rather than hinder you, you know, you don't want something that's too tight, um, like for me, <laughs> I have IBS, I can't have something that's too tight around my stomach, not because I've got a fat stomach, no, don't really care about that, it's more of, I don't want to put the pressure on myself of, you know, then getting bloated and being really uncomfortable because of my condition, um, you know, dress to what you can do and dress to what makes you look good, you know, no one should be telling you to lose weight, to dye your hair, you know, to cover up your tattoos, to change your personal being. So I hope this episode has made some sort of sense. Um, but I really did want to discuss it that, you know, we can be body positive if we want, but it's about body acceptance. It's accepting that this is the body you have. This is the body that carries you and nurtures you. Um, and sometimes it attacks you. Um, especially with lots of chronic conditions, but it can be a body that can help you in so many ways. Whether you want to improve it or not, that's your prerogative. If you want to have surgery, that's your prerogative. If you want to lose weight or gain weight, 
that's your prerogative but you shouldn't have to do it because someone else tells you and I've repeated that several times so have a drink <laughs> on that um but thank you so much for those who have listened um there's still a few discussions that will be on my pageant um page uh which is at that plus size pageant girl um so yeah a lot more discussions and articles um I definitely want to start bringing interviews for directors I think I will probably do that um maybe February or April time um we shall see I'm going to start messaging someone I'll put a call out um, because I think it's really important for transparency to see um, whether directors will agree to be interviewed or not. Who knows? I'm a very good interviewer, I think. <laughs> I, can be, but I can be unbiased. I can be unbiased. Um, but I do think it's, we need to have more of these conversations, um, for sure. A hundred percent. So I hope you have an amazing day. I hope it's filled with so much joy and love. And for those who are at the IGM workshop on Sunday, I shall see you there. I'm bringing handbooks and flashcards if you would like to purchase one. Um, but also I do have my collection of Operation Love. So I'm collecting kids' books and face packs. And there's no excuse because there's a works right there. So you can grab a couple of kids' books. Um, <laughs> that's it. I chose a good thing. Um, and we do also have our interview masterclass, which is happening on the 10th of March, and our face-to-face birthday training day, which is on the 4th of March. Um, but thank you guys so much. I don't know if I did an episode since pageant con. I think I did. Um, but yeah, raising how much we have, I'm just super happy and trying to get to that thousand. Um, but I need to head off now because I have another interview, but well, I'm being interviewed myself, which is great. I love being on the other side. Um, so thank you so much.